nothing's going to improve unless you do something. So if you need to make that phone call, then make that phone call. If you need to order the Colorex and check out this website, please do. There won't be one person that rings your doorbell and says, hey, today is the day you're going to get healthy. It's up to you. Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Hardy. Thanks for listening in as we talk with leaders. Dr. Julie Gaza, D.C., is the co-founder of the Florida Wellness Institute. She is one of the nation's top chiropractic physicians with more than 30 years of clinical practice, during which she has assessed thousands of patients to resolve a wide variety of physical ailments using her understanding of the nervous system, nutrition, and alternative therapies. Dr. Gaza's mission with each patient is to enhance their body's potential to heal itself. Dr. Julie Gotza, DC, co-founder of the Florida Wellness Institute. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I am so excited about today's topic, especially we just had Halloween and most people, their office or house is full of candy. How can something so sweet be so deadly? If you think about it this way, there really isn't any food value in sugar. And the sugars that we would need to run our metabolism we can get easily from our fruits and our vegetables and even you know some of our grains. So we don't need the extra added sugar. Compared to when I was a child, we have so much more um, sugar thrown into so much of our foods. It's really ridiculous when you start to start taking it apart and looking at it. And you know, I've said to my patients for years is you need to shop around the perimeter of the grocery store because that's going to be generally the sugarless areas because you're going to get your fresh fruits and vegetables and your fresh cut meats and even your frozen vegetables, which would be fine. But anything on the interior is from a package, a box or a can. And generally at that point, there's some added sugar to it. Let's start with the top five ways sugar make us sick. Okay. Well, it does suppress the immune system. So when you're putting sugar into your body, you're basically having your body functions handle the toxicity from the sugar. So you're spending a lot of your effort and energy handling the sugar and getting rid of it. So you're using up your nutrition to try to do that. Well, guess what else needs your nutrition? And that's your immune system. So when you're depleted of nutrients, your immune system is going to be lacking. So this is where you're going to be more susceptible to bacteria and viruses and just the general thing that's happening the next day at school. The sugar will definitely put a load of toxins in the system and cause that one particular area of the body to really be stressed. A lot of people think that when you talk about sugar and then you talk about fruits and vegetables, uh, because I was raised vegetarian way back in the day when that was not a thing. <laughs> right. And people would say, well, fruit is sugar. Can you talk about the difference of sugar and then natural sugars? Well, the, the natural sugar that occurs in, in um, fruits is one that the body recognizes as more able to break down, utilize, and it actually is needed in normal functions. There is no need for our cane sugar and all the different types of corn syrups, type sugars, there's no place for it in our body chemistry. Because we have these amazing bodies, because we can wheel and deal and we can handle all sorts of uh, stressors on the body, we can deal with a lot of toxins. We can deal with a heavy amount of sugar and alcohol and drugs. But when you really want your body to be efficient, you want to knock out the things that don't naturally occur in the system and the body doesn't need whatsoever to operate at its fullest. So the five ways sugar makes us sick, one is the immune system. What else? It can increase aging. So if you take sugar out of somebody's diet, you start to really clean that up and you start feeding them a lot more protein and vegetables, you will see that 
wrinkles start to disappear. Their sagging of the face um, looks different. Their collagen is healthier and can be utilized more properly. You'll see a general brightness around the eyes because they aren't so dragged down by having this load of toxins in the body. And also depression. I've seen not only in children, but also in adults and elderly that consume a lot of sugar. And you know, if you think about it, let's just take a kid at age eight and let's feed him a bowl of cereal and a piece of toast with some jam on it and a glass of orange juice. Send him to school. Now, we're expecting that lack of protein and all those carbs and all that sugar to be utilized properly so the kid is supposed to get along, pay attention, have cognitive abilities, be in a good mood. And we're wondering why our kids are, you know, sullen and surly and depressed and moody and angry. And, you know, let's just take a look at the breakfast. It is not adequate to give anybody what they need so that they can function properly in the world, much less an eight-year-old or any age at this point. So we're doing it to ourselves as adults as well. We definitely crave these sugars. And once you start on this sort of slippery slope, it's hard to get off. Underlying a lot of the sugar problem is a whole other problem called candida. And candida is a yeast overgrowth. Yeast need sugar to survive. So you might think, well, I just don't have much willpower. This is just so hard to get off. You know, it just must be. And you start putting in all these lists of why you can't get off sugar. And what you're not aware of is you probably have a yeast overgrowth. That can occur when somebody's been on one round of antibiotics. If they've been on a a round of antibiotics, it doesn't just wipe out the ear infection or the chest infection. It wipes out all your good bacteria. There are good bacteria that should be in a normal balance with yeast in the gut. And when that's been wiped out, the yeast go, all right, we can, you know, have a huge party. And so they start screaming for sugar. And this is what people get into and don't realize why they can't get off sugar, why they're having yeast infections or skin problems or fatigue or, you know, overweight. And it's simply, you can have this ongoing yeast problem. Do you have like statistic of what percent of illnesses maybe, or, or these kind of issues are caused by sugar? I mean, my specialty for 31 years has been to correct somebody's digestion. So when you correct the digestive system, you pretty much can bring back their health or keep them from being unhealthy in the future. So I would say in the 90% has to do with the digestive system, number one, and sugar is part of that whole scene that, you know, I end up taking people off of most of the sugars, including their grains, and I feed them protein and vegetables, and I have them steam it, and lots and lots of water. And within 30 days, you see such a phenomenal difference in patients that, you know, it's sort of hard to refute that this continues to work the same that it has 30 years ago. Why do you think so many of us are so addicted to sugar? Well, I think it's planned. I mean, I think the fact that, you know, we don't have kitchen gardens anymore. I think the fact that our first graders aren't taught normal digestion processes and what good eating is. And it's not taught again in fifth grade and then in junior high. And then once again in high school, and we don't have commercials running on the TV and magazine articles that just basically promote good health and digestion and good eating. We don't have cooking classes in school anymore. We have everything is fast and furious and simple. And it's so unhealthy. There's a lot more money to be made if you don't teach people to eat good food and cook their own food. That's really sad. It really is. You know, I have my niece that lives with me and, you know, teaching her some very basics. 
her mom doesn't like to cook. She would absolutely admit it. Now she does, but she doesn't love it. And as we're cooking meals, she's like, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. She's eager and interested. And, you know, she ends up making meals often. And it's very nice to watch somebody just enjoy just the act of cooking. And the simple foods we're making is just healthy and satisfying. And, you know, we make enough for the next day in case somebody wants it for lunch. So it really is a joy to create these things and also to do it with somebody else. Grab your little three-year-old, grab any child in your household and have them help plan the menu. And you'll be amazed at how much more less picky they'll be when they have a opportunity to help you cook it. I was thinking when you were talking about the scenario of breakfast cereal And I was a single mom. And although I was raised vegetarian, when I was trying to raise three kids on my own, you know, the convenience factor and also a lot of this really bad for you food is way less expensive. And so I I think it's really easy to get into a cycle. What would you say is a good way if you're listening and you go, I've got to start to break that sugar cycle? What are some first good steps? I mean, the first is to feed yourself protein every meal. It's just vital because it's the most important of the foods. It's the one that at a cellular level, you need the most. It's the hardest to break down, but it's the one that will last the longest once it's in your gut. That means eggs in the morning. That means fish or chicken or a piece of steak at lunch or dinner, and then add your vegetables. And if you just start right there, you already 30%, 40% win the game. Next would be to drink a heck of a lot more water and start knocking out your coffee, your tea, your juices, your carbonations, anything basically other than water. If you want to flavor yourself with natural fruits and soak it overnight, totally fine with me. If you drink enough water and you eat three meals a day that are protein filled with vegetables, you will be able to break that sugar cycle. The one thing that I have in my pocket that I have found out about four or five years ago is this product that is an herb that's grown in New Zealand. And it's from this bush called the Horopito bush. And New Zealanders use it for everything and have for hundreds of years. It's capsulated and it's called Colorex, K-O-L-O-R-E-X. And what it does is you take one of these pills a day and it starts to wipe out the overgrowth of these yeast colonies. When you take one a day, it starts to kill these off. The good bacteria start to come back into play. Your cravings start to go away. And a lot of symptoms that people aren't aware of are from candida or this yeast overgrowth. And it could be brain fog and overweight and itchiness on your skin and yeast infections and toe fungus and extreme diaper ash, even skin conditions of all kinds, brain fog. And a lot of this has to do with the yeasts that are overgrowing, screaming for the sugar. So taking this uh, nutrient called Colorex is sort of the secret thing that I've had all my patients do that have any of these types of symptoms. And it's really made it a lot easier for them. Well, you talk about candida and I actually had that ended up getting totally off sugar. And what was so amazing is uh, it was after my kids were raised. So I actually went off sugar, flour and dairy. I just thought I'm eating all well done. And I'll tell you what, though, it was so amazing to me how good I felt so quickly. I couldn't believe because I guess there's part of me that just wants to think, oh, it's not that big of a deal. But uh, when you think about when I got the email about you, it says, you know, sugar is poisoning us. It really is. And, you know, I've seen this for years and years and years. And When somebody would come in with an obvious yeast infection, you know, there are a million things a woman can go and get at the local pharmacy. However, 
it's generally short-lived. And so it generally comes back. And I can't tell you how many people walked into the office with bags and bags of nutrients and teas and all these things that they had tried for so long. And when I found out about this colorex, it took two years out of the whole yeast problem and brought it into a 30-day stent. And the cool thing about this is you just basically do it once for 30 days. And you do want to eliminate your sugars for that 30 days the best you can, you know, the obvious for certain. You can have a little bit of a die-off, which means as the yeast colonies are leaving, they're going to go through the body. So you can be a little fatigued, maybe a little headachey. It can happen within the first three to four days. So I always think of that as positive because that generally means that, that it's working. So it's like, all right, that's good. Stick with it. Drink more water, eat your protein. And, you know, the patients are doing better after that. So then any diet that they want to go on, any decent diet out there has a general ability to work. And they're not trying to, you know, go uphill with roller skates on with this yeast problem under underlying. I hear people a lot of times say, like, I can't lose weight. And I always wonder if it's really a can't or if it's because of they're eating things they don't even know that are, no matter what good they're doing, the bad they're eating is like counterproductive. Yeah. Well, I have seen it on both. And I do believe that a lot of times it is can't because the um, lack of knowledge of what really does need to be done. And it is pretty simple. It's just, you know, sometimes it's hard without somebody in your back pocket just going, right, can do this and this is right and stick with it. It helps to get a little, you know, educated in the area. And you do have to stick to it longer than three days. That's for certain. You know, if you can get through your first three days, it generally gets a little easier because you're kind of in the mindset. What I'm curious about is, I know that you have your own practice and you're in Florida. Do you have anything online or a book or any kind of education that people can get a hold of? There's the company that makes the Colorex and they have all sorts of information and they're called naturessources.com where you can go to that website. You can read about the Colorex, the Horopito and the different products that they have that are made with this Horopito herb. They can also call the 1-800 number and they can ask for 20% off their first order if they'd like. Just use the code radio and that phone number is one 800 827 seven, six, five, six, and they can educate themselves on the website and figure that out. And, you know, I work at the Florida Wellness Institute in Florida and, you know, we handle this all the time, but we use these products as well because it's saved a lot of time and effort and anxiousness for my patients and myself. So that is really good to know. Are there good for you sugars? I'm always a fan of honey and maple syrup used minimally. I'm not even a huge, I'm not even against some white cane sugar on occasion when you're trying to sweeten something that deserves it. But, you know, the fact is it's just in so many of our normal foods. I mean, I bought some beef jerky and I thought, oh my goodness, that's a fun little snack. It looks pretty clean. And then I was chewing on it today and I looked at it and the second ingredient was brown sugar. And I went, oh, I have this huge thing of beef jerky that's, why would I eat it? It's just eating protein with sugar right next to it. So I was fooled and I was thinking, oh, this would be an easy little something to, you know, grab a protein snack in the middle of the afternoon. Well, I should make my own beef jerky and I'll do that myself. There doesn't need to be any brown sugar on it. It tastes great without it. Yeah, I did notice when I decided I was going off of everything. So I was reading labels, which was exhausting Trying to go to the store and read labels. And that's why I totally went all with just vegetables and and fruit because I thought, oh my gosh, if I'm going to really kick this, I'm going to have to hit it hard and get 
you know, cause right. I craved that sugar. Oh yeah. I didn't just want it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's a true thing. I mean, it's as, you know, craving as a cigarette or alcohol or, a, you know, a drug that somebody is on, it does the same thing and has the same uh, reactions in the brain that any of those things I just mentioned do. So it's a real thing. You can see rewards quicker. I think when you start to, you know, eat properly. And the other thing is don't skip breakfast. People that skip breakfast have a tendency to want to snack at night, cannot stop the snacking. So when you eat a decent breakfast in the morning, you can generally not uh, have to sit on the couch and eat Doritos and candy and peanuts and popcorn. My daughter-in-law is a health coach and she has really turned her life around with food, but she's always on me because I'm not a big breakfast eater. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, I mean, it's not even a matter of do you like it? It, it has nothing to do with that. Get yourself a hard-boiled egg and eat it. <laughs> just do it that's right do you think alcoholism is connected with sugar addiction i do think so i mean i think you know there's a little bit of both but i do think that it does come down to a um, mess up in the metabolism that you know is obviously caused but it can be caused from a big sugar addiction some poor habits you know and then that could even happen as a child teenager you have alcohol and you know, the body is stimulated by this, you know, sugars and the different things that are in there and get somebody off of alcohol and knock that. It's a tough gig because often what will happen is they'll end up drinking more coffee or they'll reach for more sugar or they'll smoke more cigarettes, which are all stimulants. So mm -hmm. you're not really fixing the metabolism. You're actually just substituting something else for it that may be not as damaging right at the moment. But, uh, you know, to really kick and, and clean that system, you do have to uh, reintroduce the good foods, the three meals and knock out the other stimulants as well. It has a lot to do with mindset and being mindful because it's so easy to reach for things. And I know when I wanted to turn things around, I really had to think about it because all of a sudden, you know, I'd be eating something and I hadn't even looked at ingredients or it was just habit seems like it's really changing your habits too. It is. I mean, and that's probably the hardest thing anyone can do. But you know, if you do prepare ahead and you know, I'm a big egg fan, I don't love eggs, but I'm a big, big egg fan because of the fact that, you know, you can hard boil 12 eggs, and you've got 12 little snacks, not to mention, you know, six meals, if you want to call it that way. And if they're done in the refrigerator, if you cut up celery and carrots and put them in a clear container and put them at eye level, it's just as easy to reach for that as it is to reach for you know, peanuts or something, chips and things like that. So it's just a matter of having things really convenient and, you know, putting a little bit of effort to put them in the refrigerator and, and make them available for you. So planning ahead, making sure that you don't all of a sudden get hungry and not have something to go for. And that's then, exactly right. Can we talk about these? I'm just really upset right now about all of these energy drinks. I know um, we use them all. I, I would like to cut them up with a machete. Yeah. I mean, I work in the recovery field I'm a recovery coach and I see these people finally getting off of drugs and alcohol, and then they're downing four or five of these energy drinks. It's a whole weird thing. That's it's really hurting them. And it may not be aware this week, but it is going to show up. I think it's a horrible detriment. And, you know, if you think about like when I was raised, things were a, a treat, you know, a holiday was a treat and a, a birthday was a treat. And uh, now, you know, you can have junior high kids running over to the regular grocery store and grabbing any one of these energy drinks or a coffee drink with whipped cream on top. And it's any given day of Tuesday. 
and they need it in the morning now. And it's this big coffee culture and this energy drink culture. And ooh, we've got, you know, people who are just not there to some degree because they're just overstimulated by, you know, actually drugs in those things that are really messing them up. You wonder why these kids are having mental health issues. And part of it is, is they're so jacked up that they have to come crashing down and then they have to jack themselves up again because they can't get that working properly because they've done this to their systems day in and day out. So I'm with you on those. They're dangerous. It's it's really a crime on, on our bodies to have that stuff. I can understand the occasion, you know, the occasion where you need something to keep yourself awake. But this daily thing of must have is means something's wrong in the first place. And you know, you're probably eating poorly in the first place and you're eating a lot of carbohydrates or skipping meals, doing things that just all our technology has evolved over all these years and in a very short period of time. And I sort of think that people have the mindset that their bodies have evolved as well. Our bodies are the same they were 2000 years ago. They still need good protein. They still need good vegetables, good fruits. They need soil that it's grown in and they need water. They need these basic things and our bodies haven't changed, but boy, we're treating them like there's some weird miraculous machine that doesn't really need to be uh, handled properly. It's so good. One thing we haven't talked about yet is what diseases are directly attributable to excessive sugar consumption. Things that I've seen over the years are autoimmune disorders, diabetes for certain, arthritic disorders of all kinds, and then pretty much you name it, because most of this stems from digestion. I think it's one of those other things that's not really been taught is how key it is to be able to take in good food and then be able to break it down and absorb it. When you're not getting nutrients through good digestion, you're going to be lacking anything to keep your health and to maintain your health and get it back if you're not doing well. It has a lot to do with it. When we hear about gut health now, we always hear your gut is your second brain. Can you talk about that a little bit? <laughs> yeah, well, I sort of think it's your first brain to some degree. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's digestive system is working properly. What it really means to me is they don't think about it once, not once. But when you are gassy, bloated, indigestion, heartburn, diarrhea, constipation, uncomfortable, acid reflux, if you have to think about any one of those symptoms in a day's time, it means something is not working properly. So there isn't normal gas. There isn't normal burping. It might be very common, but generally what it means is you ate something you can't break down for whatever the reason. Are you missing enzymes? Do you have a you know overgrowth of candida? Are you eating the wrong things? And so uh, getting the gut working where you never have to think about it is pretty much your ticket to uh, good health in the future. If you have those symptoms, what do you want to do? Give them the next best steps. So what I would have them do is have them go to nature sources, read about the Colorex, and they also have this beautiful enzyme called Absorbate. Use that as well for myself, my family, and my patients. When you have those two things working together and then applying some of the principles that we've applied you can pretty much see a change within a week's time. You do not have to wait months. You can see enough change if you increase your protein, your water, your vegetables, knock out the obvious sugars, start taking the colorex to knock out the yeast overgrowth and um, get the absorbate in so that you can break down each meal and get all these nutrients. That is the cheapest, easiest, least stressful way to actually start handling your health, no matter what it is. Now, if something is continuing on that's, you know, overwhelming, please, please, you know, go and see the doctor and, and handle that. Well, if somebody wants to reach out to you personally, is that possible? It is. They can get a hold of me um, through the Florida Wellness Institute. 
com. They can give me a little note or give me a call. I have an office phone number and if they have a personal question. I'd be more than happy to answer it for them. The only thing that I can say is you can hear all about this. However, nothing's going to improve unless you do something. So if you need to make that phone call, then make that phone call. If you need to order the Colorex and check out this website, please do. There won't be one person that rings your doorbell and says, hey, today is the day you're going to get healthy. It's up to you. And how can we find you on Instagram? It's Dr. Julie Healthy Vibes. I'm Lori Hardy. Thanks for listening in today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people who are making a difference.